the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ringing liberty and truth. This is the new Freedom 1570. KDIZ, Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Most details of how the impeachment trial will take place in the Senate this week remain unclear. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew reports. The first part of the trial will be establishing the rules of the trial. The question getting the most debate is whether the Senate will rely entirely on the findings of the House impeachment investigation or allow new witness testimony and documents. Democrats already trying to portray Republicans who oppose the witnesses as being engaged in a cover-up. But many Republicans question the need for new testimony. Senator John Cornyn told Face the Nation that if the House is not prepared to go to court with the evidence produced in its own impeachment inquiry, in his words, maybe they ought to withdraw the articles of impeachment and start over again. Bob Agnew reporting. Gun rights activists and other groups are descending on Virginia's capital city of Richmond to protest plans by the state's Democratic leadership to pass gun control legislation. Democratic Governor Ralph Northam declared a temporary state of emergency days ahead of today's rally. His declaration included a ban on all weapons from Capitol Square where the event was to be held. Also at townhall.com, President Trump was in Austin, Texas Sunday. And thanked farmers for supporting him through a trade war with China as he promoted a new North American trade agreement and a separate one with China. Mr. Trump says the new trade deal with China will massively benefit farmers. China will now be purchasing 40 to $50 billion of American agricultural products every single year, tripling our agricultural exports to China. The president addressing the American Farm Bureau Federation's convention. Chinese officials confirm human-to-human transmission of a new coronavirus. This could make the virus spread more quickly and widely. The outbreak believed to have started from people who picked it up from a fresh food market in the city of Wuhan in central China. The Dow is up 50 points and the Nasdaq ahead 31 now. More on these stories at townhall.com. Statement is not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individual results will vary. If you tried to lose weight and failed, it wasn't your fault. According to leading medical experts, when we cut back on how much we eat, our body shifts into survival mode, reducing our metabolism and making us even hungrier. But now, a breakthrough discovery that helps you fight food cravings is available without a prescription. Riduzone uses your body's natural appetite control, a molecule called OEA, to break that cycle. Riduzone is the only product that contains OEA. I've lost 75 pounds using Riduzone. My husband has lost 50 pounds using Riduzone. Riduzone has made it so that we eat less food, and it has taken away the cravings that we used to have. Riduzone has made it so that I can lose the weight without feeling hungry. Go to Riduzone.com. Use promo code today to save up to 65% off your order. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Save up to 65% and get free shipping by using promo code today at Riduzone.com. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. For the new Freedom 1570, freedom1570.com is our website. We're on TuneIn, iHeartRadio, radio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and your smart speakers. Great way to connect with us. Forecast-wise for your Martin Luther King Day, some sunshine, a high near 10 above, mostly clear, 4 below tonight. And then for tomorrow, some uh, sunshine and should be in the uh, low 20s. We're Freedom 1570. Dan Proft is trying to keep it all straight. The latest iteration of the House Democrats' argument is cover-up. So again, to keep those scorecards out, uh, we've gone from Trump colluded with the Russians to rig the 2016 election, never mind that, to Trump abused his office, well, never mind that. Now we're into its cover-up. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 8 on Freedom 1570, ringing liberty and truth. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. 
but not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks, so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets, so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Your life changes for the better when you live each day like it matters. Positive focus, healthier relationships, and breaking free from trauma that's held you back. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, we're talking about games. And that's the title of the show, Games. But, you know, unfortunately, we're not going to talk about Pokemon. No, we're not going to talk about basketball or football uh, or uh, hockey or any of those other things that you call a, quote, game. Today, we're going to talk about the games that people play. If you don't know the reference, it's a book that uh, Eric Byrne wrote in the late 60s. Millions of copies are sold, and it was Dr. Byrne's way to take the complex field of psychoanalysis, of psychotherapy, of psychology, if you will, and put it in layman's term. Uh, And in transactional analysis... Uh, when similar situations keep happening over and over again, then the term that transactional analysis uses for this is a game. A game is a familiar pattern of behavior with a predictable outcome. Now, unfortunately, uh, these games, uh, nobody's keeping score. I should say nobody's winning, but everybody's keeping score. And in the book, he identified roughly, uh, I don't know, I think it was 140 games, and it's been expanded upon and expounded upon over the decades by many, many people. But today we're going to talk about games, because remember, we are unconscious creatures. A majority of our map of reality, a majority of our experience in life is really going on at the unconscious level. Uh, we've been told we use somewhere between 3 to 5% of our brain consciously uh, for someone self-actualized, someone working to be a better them every single day. And that figure might be as high, you ready for this, as high as 11%. So even people working to be the best version of themselves, the best possible them, uh, working hard, uh, using the plasticity of the brain to its fullest, stretching, pushing, uh, basically 10% of their experience is conscious, and the majority of it happens at the unconscious level. That's why we we have intuition and we have reason. We have the head and the heart, uh, because one tells us one thing, the other tells us something else, and they're not uh, diametrically opposed. I would suggest that they're summations. They should be added together. We take our reason, our logic, uh, and then we merge it with our intuition, our emotions, our feelings. It's called emotional intelligence, emotional quotient. And if you take a fourth grade child, their emotional quotient is a better barometer for their success than their IQ is, their emotional intelligence. And so uh, today we're going to talk about, you know, a lot of people are saying one thing, but there's something else going on. Uh, Magic's called sleight of hand because they really didn't make that the Statue of Liberty disappear. It just makes you think it was disappeared, but it's a, it's a sleight of hand. Uh, Robert Diltz, I think it was, wrote a great book. He's one of the uh, one of my favorite people in NLP. Uh, Slight of mouth, the power of our words, and whether you talk about Milton model or the meta model, uh, our words uh, can direct people. Our words uh, can uncover some hidden meaning. And if you listen to people's words, uh, you will actually hear things that are going on that they might not be saying. 
You know, I, I listen to what people are saying. I listen to what they're not saying. And sometimes what someone's not saying is just as important as what they are saying. Uh, I think this guy's name is John Chris. The guy, this guy, uh, he's uh, used to be on the internet a lot, and then uh, he, uh, people found out he was living in quote unholy, unchristian lifestyle, and so he got uh, basically banned. You know how we got the cancel culture, so he was canceled. Uh, but a funny guy, and he goes into this little spiel about many different ways Christians say no. Uh, and the Bible is pretty clear. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. But a lot of people are saying one thing, but they mean something different. Again, remember, today's show is called Games. Uh, so let's uh, go ahead and play a, a clip for them. Okay, ways to say no. There are a bunch of them. No thanks. I'm good. I'll pass. One of my personal favorites. For sure, no. I don't know if you knew this or not, but when you got saved, you got eternal life, forgiveness of sins, and access to a whole long list of ways to say no that'll make you sound like way more spiritual of a person than you actually are. I don't think it's God's will. It's just not his timing. I'm feeling led in a different direction. Let me talk to my pastor about that. It's a closed door. I'm waiting on the Lord right now. See, it's so true. You know, Billy Graham, I think it was, said years ago that uh, Christians do far more to scare people away from God uh, than anything the devil could ever do. And today we want to talk about games because that, in a way, is a game. Matter of fact, I want to cover today's word of the day. Today's word of the day is congruent. Congruent is in agreement or harmony. It's uh, identical in form, coinciding exactly when superimposed. I want you to think about this. And congruent when we're talking about people and leadership is that our words and our actions match. That's really what congruent means. And that's why that's so sad and so funny, what what I just shared with you with John Christ. Because the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. But a lot of people are doing things in their head uh, and they're not letting people know. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in our heads that shouldn't be happening. And the why that matters is because whenever I'm talking about communication, I'm always talking about two types, intrapersonal, the conversation we have with ourselves in our heads, and interpersonal, the communication that we have with other people. And, you know, there's a lot of these games, and I'm going to identify a lot of them today. Uh, One of the most common games is N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. Now I got you. That's the N-I-G-Y. And you know what S-O-B stands for, right? And it's like a volleyball match. You know, perfect setup. Someone says something or does something knowing it's going to elicit a certain response from somebody else. And then when that person responds the way they were set up to respond, the other person slams them. Now I got you, SOB. Now, and it happens so often. It's probably the number one game played in bad marriages. I got to be honest with you. Parents sometimes play this with their kids. And so they're games. And these games aren't serving anybody well. Uh, it's kind of like a story I heard years ago. There was, a, there was a young man who throughout his childhood, he had a father who loved golf. And so his dad had ambitions of him, his son, becoming a professional golfer. His dad saw Tiger Woods' dad help him become a great golfer. So, so his dad did the same thing throughout his childhood, and the big boy became an exceptional golfer. Uh, however, at the age of 25, the boy decided to become a priest, to join the, the priest and to serve God. And so he joined a rather peculiar order. He took the usual vows of poverty and chastity, but his order also required that he quit golf and never play again. This was particularly difficult for him, but he agreed to do it because he loved God and was finally ordained a priest. So one Sunday morning, the new priest woke up and realizing it was an exceptionally beautiful day, he had a hunkering, you know. It was sunny, it was an early spring day, and boy, he he needed to play golf. And so he didn't know what to do, so he decided he just had to play golf. So he told the associate pastor, the associate priest, that he was feeling sick and convinced him to say mass for him that day. As soon as the associate pastor left the room, the priest headed out of town to a golf course about 40 miles away. This way, he knew he wouldn't accidentally meet anyone he knew from his parish. So setting up on the first tee, he was alone. Uh, it was a beautiful day, sun shining, you could smell the grass. It was incredible. Uh, it was a Sunday morning, and everyone else was in church. He was alone by himself. 
at about the same time as this is going on, St. Peter's up above looking down on this whole thing and leaned over the Lord while looking down from the heavens and exclaimed, God, you're, you're not going to let him get away with this, are you? The Lord sighed and said, no, I guess not. Just then the priest hit the ball and it shot straight towards the pin. Beautiful shot, probably the best swing, the best hit of a ball he'd ever had. Dropping just short of the hole, it rolled up and fell in the hole. It was a 420-yard hole in one. St. Peter was astonished. He looked at the Lord and asked, why did you let him do that? The Lord smiled and replied, who's he going to (laughs) tell? Who's he going to tell? Amen, right? Now you got my point. Today on Like It Matters Radio, it doesn't matter if you're playing a good game because if it's the wrong game at the wrong time, who are you going to tell? We'll be back in three minutes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Smoked turkey pulled and tender, sauce to delight. 2141 Cliff Road in Egan and at Rack Shack Barbecue. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, Mr. Black. And today we're talking about games. And no, we're not talking about golf, although I do call myself a life caddy. Uh, And the reason I call myself a life caddy versus a life coach, because anybody can be a life coach. I've seen a lot of people whose lives have no... Very little value. They haven't done anything with it, but yet they pay $5 on the Internet to become a life coach, and they're going to want to help you uh, coach your life. And that's why as a coach, as a speaker, as an educator, you know, this quote hurts a lot, the one that says, those that do, do, those that can't, or those that can uh, do, and those that can't teach, you know. So <laughs> you got to be careful, got to be careful. Uh, but today we're talking about games, and we're not talking about the games that you watch on ESPN 1 through 22. 
We're not talking about those games. We're talking about psychological games. And actually, I'm referencing the book by uh, Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, The Games People Play, which is a seminal book in the study of transactional analysis, which is really the study of communication. Uh, And he wrote a book in the late 60s, I think 65, 66, somewhere around there, maybe 64. Uh, But uh, it was basically taking the complex field of psychoanalysis, uh, psychology, and put it into layman's terms. And uh, in there, he identified uh, over 100, I think 140, if I uh, could be wrong, but different psychological games that uh, a lot of people are playing, uh, a lot of people keeping score, but nobody's winning. Which brings us to today's word of the day, the WAD, right? Because we're etymologists on this radio show. We want to study words and know what words mean so we can properly use them. Uh, And so the word congruent, uh, it means in agreement or harmony. Uh, It means identical in form. And the reason why I have that as the word of the day today, because our words and our actions should be congruent. You know, sometimes I learn a lot about a word by studying it's the opposite of the word, the the antithesis of the word, right? Uh, There's synonyms and there's antonyms. Antonyms are the opposite. So the opposite of congruent would be incongruent. Uh, and incongruent means your words and your actions do not match. Do not match. Uh, you know, uh, I shared in the first segment a part of a piece by, I think his name is John Christ. Uh, he's an Internet comedian, not as famous as it was before because he was doing some things with some women that he shouldn't be doing. And so, uh, again, because he is a hypocrite, like every single other human being, we're all hypocrites. My goal is to be a little bit less of a hypocrite today than I was yesterday a little bit less of a hypocrite tomorrow than today. We're all hypocrites. That's why Jesus said, why are you so wrapped up uh, in the splinter in your brother's eyes when you have the the plank in your own? In other words, if you're so bothered uh, by that sin, if you're so bothered by that action, by the activity of the other person, then uh, why are you so okay with it with you? You know, it's stunning. And so uh, uh, John Christ uh, had this piece of all the ways that Christians say no without saying no. And so I played a little clip, uh, the first segment. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and play that second part of that clip? I just feel like right now I'm in a season of creating margin and I just don't have the bandwidth. Are you even speaking English right now? I was just asking if you wanted to get a pizza. Prompting. How many times have I told you about the prompting? I'm not feeling the prompting. I don't know. I'm just not really feeling the spirits leading on this one. Mm, You know what? I'm not sure. Let me lay out a fleece on that one. (laughs) Okay, I don't think anyone says that. And of course, everybody's all-time favorite... Let me pray about it. All I'm saying is when it comes to Christian ways of saying no, just say no. So sad and so true, right? And the Bible says let your yes be yes and your no be no. In other words, the Bible says be congruent. That's what it's saying. If you're calling yourself a child of God, act like a child of God. Don't live a dark lifestyle uh, and then profess to walk in the light. That's why you think a lot of people don't share their faith. One, for lack of knowledge of the Word of God. But second, because they're afraid uh, that they're living their lifestyle in a way that would mute the Word of God. And it absolutely is so true, so true. And today we want to talk about congruency, our words and our actions matching. Matter of fact, uh, Dr. Albert Moravian uh, did a study back in the 60s, and this isn't about all communication. He actually did this study on an agreement-gaining presentation when you want to sell someone, uh, an emotional presentation, if you will. And he said 7% of words are communication. I mean, 7% of communication are words. 38% is tone, qualities, timber, emotion, all those things. And 55% are things we can see, like body language and all that. And you can go on the Internet and find all these articles about why that's not true. It's been debunked. Well, it is true in agreement-gaining presentation based on the knowledge he had at that time when you're using graphs and charts and when you're talking. That is true. You can always find a, a reason why something is not accurate. Uh, and, and by the way, you, speaking of that, you always need to have a, a, a standard of your truth. But we need to be as much as possible congruent. Our words and our actions should be the same. And so in the study of transactional analysis, Games are defined uh, by this, uh, a situation that keeps happening over and over again. That's it. That's a game. A game is a familiar pattern of behavior with a predictable outcome. Games are played outside of adult awareness, and they are our best attempt to get our needs met. 
although of course we don't. Games are learned patterns of behavior, and most people play uh, a small number of their favorite games with a range of different people and in varying intensities. There are degrees. I didn't know this. I got this from businessballs.com. But degrees, the fourth degrees of games. First degree games are played in social circles. Generally, they lead to mild upsets, not major traumas, right? Uh, if you've ever been to parties or been in the party scene like I was in college, you'll see little clicks, right? Little clicks, little games, uh, little things that people do. Those, that's what they call first degree games. Secondary games are games that occur when the stakes may be higher. This usually occurs more in intimate circles, you know, like your marriages and, and close friendships, and it ends up with an even greater negative payoff. Third-degree games involve tissue damage and may end up in jail, hospital, or morgue. You know, playing chicken with your car, with another car, uh, you know, riding someone's butt, you know, uh, on the freeway because they made you mad. That's a game because they cut you off or they do this, and now you're going to ride their butt. They're slowing down in front of you. Those are games. Uh, and they those are third degree because they can involve in some tissue damage uh, and may end up in jail, hospital, morgue, right? Uh, that's what we call uh, road rage, right? And then Chris Davidson in 2002 has argued that world politics can involve fourth degree games where the outcomes involve whole communities, countries, or even the world. And let's be honest, there are a lot of those games going on. I mean, stunning. And that's part of the reason why I want you to be aware. Part of this uh, radio show is inspiration, education, and application. And remember, education is not the learning of facts, but the training of the mind to think. Uh, And that's why I tell people turn off CNN, turn off MSNBC, uh, because there's a lot of games being played. I mean, I remember when James Rosen asked Speaker Pelosi if she hates the president, which clearly she hates the president. Come on. I don't care who you voted for. It's clear that Nancy Pelosi and those those crazy Democrats in her circle, they hate Trump. Maxine Waters and those, they I mean, they get venom when they start talking to him. They hate him. Uh, and when, she, when James Rosen called her on, just ask the question. Uh, again, remember, only communication is only 7% of words. Just take a look at that clip where she goes ballistic, where she just rips into James. Don't you tell me. Don't you tell Sure. Uh, thou, thou doth pro- protest too much, right? You could hear her hatred, her bitterness. Uh, and then she wanted to, again, use God's name in vain and said, I'm a Catholic. No, she didn't call him the name of Jesus Christ, but she's in love with her church, Right. That's what, you know, she's, well, I'm a Catholic. I'm a proud Catholic. Well, uh, I'm not a proud of any denomination. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I am proud that I get to follow him, that he chose me, that he allows me to love him because he loved me first, that he allows me to understand the word that he is, that he wrote. So uh, I, I, I'm honored to do that. But you got to realize the games that are going on, and there's a lot of games going on. I mean, look at this whole uh, this whole impeachment thing. Did you see? I mean, they delivered all these pens on a silver platter of pens to sign the impeachment papers to finally, after a month, send them over to Senate. Why? It's just stunning. It was like this big celebration. She was gloating, but yeah, she's doing it with such dour heart, such let's be prayerful about it. Matter of fact, I got this article here. Pelosi hands out souvenir pens, Dem slam for gloating, gloating, as House delivers Trump impeachment articles. It says House Speaker Nancy Pelosi drew criticism Wednesday for handing out commemorative pens with her name on them. With her name on them, get that? After signing a resolution to transmit two articles of impeachment against Trump. To critics, the tone of the event seems celebratory. A far cry from December when Pelosi wore black and insisted on the House floor it was a solemn day before the Democrat-controlled body voted to impeach the president. Later, she even cut short two rounds of cheers from Democrats. They were cheering on. They had a couple of her officials, Democratic people, when they got elected on their speech, on their, when they won elections, that we're going to speech that, we're going to impeach that MFR, Right. So this is the game. Nancy Pelosi's souvenir pens were served up on silver platters to sign the sham articles of impeachment. She was so somber as she gave them away to people, and then she gave them away like prizes. And Lauren Fox of Fox Report said so many pens that Pelosi will sign to officially transmit the articles of impeachment, sign resolution appointing House management. Why so many? She says they will be given away to members like House members as a symbol of today. That's stunning because usually you hand out pens for accomplishments. 
like signing the trade deal with China that was signed the same day, or signing big agreements, or signing something that's going to have a positive impact on people's lives. And see, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we're talking about games today. Because if you're aware of what's going on, remember, majority of our experience is unconscious. And so you got to quit being a drone. You can't let people tell you what to think. Turn off CNN. Turn off MSNBC. We're being played. And these games that are being played politically right now, it's tribal warfare. Uh, in order for my team to win, your team has to lose. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, there, there's going to be long-term consequences and precedent here. So we need to stop these games of politics. But after the break, we're going to go into these individuals' games, how we play these games with ourselves and with people that supposedly matter our lives. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. Here's a real student testimonial. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsappliantsoutlet.com. That's pjsappliantsoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Again, I am Mr. Black. And if you miss any of this radio show, please give yourself an hour. That's why we call it an hour of power. We have one organ in our body that never has to deteriorate. It has unlimited plasticity. It can keep growing and stretching and become newer and younger. And that is your brain. But like any muscle, you got to work it. That's why I do this radio show. So you can go to likeitmattersradio.com and listen to this message in its entirety. And then there's lots of archive messages as well. And if you really want to live your life like it matters, if you truly want to reach your potential, uh, go to likeitmatters.net. 
you know, George Bernard Shaw, a famous writer, near the end of his life was with a group of reporters. And one of the reporters asked him a question and said, hey, George, if you could live your life all over again, but this time you could do, be anybody you want to be, you pick, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment and said, you know what, if I could live my life uh, all over again and be anybody I wanted to be, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about living to his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems, without the games. Uh, and that's what we do in our training. So go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. Two days that will forever change your lives. So today we're talking about games. Uh, and again, uh, the word of the day is congruent. Congruent means, uh, congruent means in agreement or harmony, identical in form. Uh, and the antithesis of that, the antonym of that, is incongruent. And whenever I'm talking about incongruent, I always like to quote the Pointer Sisters. Incongruent is when your words and your actions are telling a different story, like this. If I was standing with my shoulders slumped over, my hands in my pocket, and you say, come up to me and say, what's wrong? Are you okay? And then I slowly lift my eyes up, but my frown's still on my face, and I say, Oh, I'm okay. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's incongruent. Incongruent. And, you know, incongruent is also, there's another word for incongruent. That's called hypocrite, right? Where you have one standard for everybody else. But you have another standard for yourself, which today, that's why we're talking about games, the games people play, because there's a lot of people saying one thing, but doing something different. There's a lot of people out there espousing one thing, but doing something different. That's why we're referencing the book uh, by Dr. Eric Byrne, the father of transactional analysis called The Games People Play. It's a book he wrote in the 60s. Uh, and then the second book by, I think it's Thomas Harris, uh, I'm Okay, You're Okay, actually sold way more copies. It was kind of uh, along the same vein, but uh, in the field of transactional analysis. Two books in the 60s, might get into the early 70s probably, that are really the foundation that are just as applicable today as they were 50 years ago. Uh, and games in transactional analysis is this. When similar situations keep happening over and over again, the term is called a game. A game is a familiar pattern of behavior with predictable outcomes. Games are played outside of our awareness, and they are the best attempt to get our needs met. Of course, they don't. Uh, and games are learned patterns of behavior. Do you hear that? Learned patterns of behavior. I learned there's so many fears, but we're only, supposedly, this was posited by a, a, a book I read years ago, that there are only two uh, fears that we're born with, the fear of loud noise and the fear of falling. Everything else is learned, learned behavior. And these games commit a lot of things, but get, games come in a varying uh, length and time that passes while they're being played. Uh, some can take seconds or minutes, while others uh, take weeks, months, or even years. And people play games for reasons, uh, to structure time, uh, to acquire strokes, you know, feedback, positive feedback. Uh, well, I shouldn't say feedback. Uh, what we consider positive, that's a, that's a normalization. Positive, you cannot put positive in a wheelbarrow. So what might be positive for somebody might not be positive for someone else. But to acquire strokes, uh, to maintain the substitute feeling and the system of thinking, beliefs, and actions that go with it, uh, to confirm parental injunctions and further the life script, uh, to maintain the person's life position by, quote, proving that self and others are not okay. Remember, I'm okay, you're okay. Uh, I think that was the other book uh, by Mr. Harris that was based on transactional analysis. Uh, to, to provide a high level of stroke exchange while blocking, you know, where if you compliment someone, they compliment you back. You know, and there's a lot of games out there, blocks and fears, uh, ways to deal with games, uh, various ways to stop a game. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not going to go on that because that's more in depth of transactional analysis about cross transactions, all that. That's too deep for where we're going today. But there are many games out there, and these games are not good games. And I got a summarization of some of the games. 
and so uh, this, these are common games. This is from the games people play. And I told you, one of the most common is N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. It's an acronym. Now I got you S-O-B. You know what S-O-B stands for, right? I don't need to say it on the air, right? And it's uh, it's like a volleyball team. You know, volleyball, you got three hits on a volleyball. Uh, and usually sometimes someone will pop the ball over and you someone sets it up. My daughter Faith was a setter, and so she would set it up for someone then come and spike it, slam it. They used to have, when my daughter played volleyball in high school, uh, this girl, I can't think of her name now, but she was uh, almost, I don't know, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", something like that. Well, I think it was Alicia. Alicia. It was Alicia. And so Val, I mean, Faith is only, you know, 5'5", five, five, but she's a hustler like I am. And so she would set up the ball, and then Aisha, that's what it was, Aisha. And then Aisha would come in and slam it. And that's what N-I-G-Y-S-O-B does. The person that initiates the game basically says something or does something that sets that person up. And once that person responds in a way that they were actually set up to respond, then the other person slams them. That's where I got N-I-G-Y-S-O-B. You've seen a lot in bad marriages. But let me go over some of these games. Remember, these are games that many people are playing. You've experienced them. And we're playing a lot of them at the unconscious level. And nobody wins. Trust me, nobody wins. Just like divorce court. The only one that wins is the attorneys. But boy, people sure are keeping score. So the game, stop me if you can. Description, damaging activity, for example, using drugs. Stop me if you can. Real benefit gets attention, avoids responsibility. You know, there's something out there, the victim complex. I know it doesn't make sense, and it's a game. And what happens is the only time that people are used to someone paying attention to them is when a life's falling apart. Think about that. And so this person sabotages. They won't do things they're supposed to. Uh, and so their life's constantly in turmoil, falling apart. Why? Because then people come up to them, put their arm around them, and say, we love you, we're okay, and you're okay, we're here for you, we're never going to leave you. See, the only time that person feels like they matter, like someone's paying attention to them, is when their life's falling apart. So that person gets to, quote, play the victim, and the other person gets to play the enabler. They're the rescuer, Right? A rescuer is doing for somebody what they can do for themselves. There's something in transactional analysis called the drama triangle. We got the drama, the persecutor, uh, and then the victim. And we go back and forth from one to each, but America's on the drama triangle. We, we play the victim. Boy, America's a country full of victims now. We get our DNA tested to see how much of a victim I am, right? It's like if I'm running for president, you know, I'm going to acknowledge how much Indian, how much Native American I have in me. And I do have some Native American in me. Uh, but, I mean, I don't use that for a reason or I don't tell anybody. And I don't know how much it is. But I think a lot of us Americans have at least a little bit. We probably got, all got more than Elizabeth Warren has. But I don't put it on my applications. I don't put it on my forms so that the university gets credit for hiring a minority. Right? That's the quota system. That's why the quota system is bad. So a game called Blemish. What's description is finding fault with others and being as picky as necessary. So you find everything at fault. And what it does, the benefit, the payoff, because all games have a payoff, it distracts attention from self. That's why there's a lot of people out there working on fixing everybody else. Because as long as my focus is on you, I don't have to worry about me. How about clever me? Boasting about what you have done. Uh, gets attention, uh, gets sympathy, gets admiration. Courtroom, this is a good one. I play this one. Courtroom. Describe logically how I am right and others are wrong. And again, it gets support, it gets sympathy, and it absolves us of any wrongdoing, right? Uh, here's a good one. If it weren't for you, a lot of spouses do this. A lot of parents do this. Kids, If it weren't for you, that's the game. And we blame others for our non-achievements. And again, it removes guilt because none of us like to feel guilty. Why do you think a lot of people willfully will not accept God? It's, it's not a logical choice. It's a willful choice. Why? Because we don't want to feel guilty. And so the Bible is clear that we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners in the need of a Savior. A lot of people don't want to feel broken. They don't want to feel there's something wrong with them. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, 
the entire the gay community. Why do we think we had to legalize gay marriage? Because uh, the Bible is pretty clear that only sex inside of a marriage is ordained, is lawful. And so anybody having sex outside of a marriage, whether it's with a man or a woman, whether it's same sex or different sex, whether it's homo or hetero, uh, God says it's wrong. Marriage is a is a bless. I mean, sex is a blessing of marriage. That's what the good book says. You just got to know these things. You got to know. And so lots of games. And if you want to get the game a book, I'd highly recommend it. It's called The Games People Play uh, by Dr. Eric Burns. Uh, and there's a lot of them. And I'll go through some of them after the break, but not all of them. This is something you got to read. The point being is, listen, we need to be working ourselves. We need to be constantly stretching ourselves, pushing ourselves, uh, because there's a lot of things happening at the unconscious level that are not serving us well and are not serving anybody else well. And so we got to quit playing the games. I'm Mr. Black. We'll be back in three minutes. I've been to training put on by Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar, but I've never walked away with a growth experience like I did with the Leadership Awakening. Are you stuck in a rut? Have you leveled life's undulating line and flatlined your hopes and dreams? The time is now to attend Leadership Awakening with Mr. Black. Not since my Ranger training in the U.S. Army have I been pushed to see and feel the abilities I have to live life to the fullest. During this three-day life boot camp, you will clean up your thinking and restart your heart, helping you have the passion and enthusiasm your life's been missing. My heart was spiritually mended. I'm excited about living my life like it matters. By far the best 46 hours I've ever spent. Graduates leave Leadership Awakening refocused with the biggest feeling of self-confidence and a renewed passion and enthusiasm for their business and their personal lives. Call now and commit to giving and getting more from life. 817-502-1554 or email me at mr.black at likeitmatters.net That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. It's like the wild, wild west out there on the World Wide Web. You never know what you'll get. So ensure there's some liberty and truth in your news feed by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about games. And it's based on a book uh, by Dr. Eric Burns called The Games People Play. It's the basis for transactional analysis. And in there, he identified 140 games. And, and this is the reason why I'm addressing this day. I'm a gamer. I love games. I, I, um, I play Pokemon. We have an Xbox. I mean, not an Xbox. We got a Nintendo Switch. And we used to do the Xbox. I love games. Love games. But there are a lot of games going on that we're being played. That's why I say you're being played, player. 
Maybe even played player. And so today I've been going over some of the psychological games that everybody's playing, or a lot of people are playing, and nobody's winning, but everybody's keeping score. Uh, you know, games like, look how hard I've tried, you know? And what it does, it put is, you put in a lot of effort that intentionally does not succeed. And so, again, it absolves yourself of the responsibility. Again, we say, well, you didn't do what I asked you. Well, I was working hard. Well, yeah, but that person's not listening. They're not paying attention. They're just checking boxes, and then they get to play the victim, even though they're not doing what you've asked them to do. Uh, and then you get bitter and resentful, and you're keeping a record of wrong. Uh, I mean, we just feed off each other. And in transactional analysis, they, they talk about these transactions. And they're talking about poor transactions and good transactions, cross transactions, um, red and blue. I mean, uh, I don't have time to go through an entire cl class on transactional analysis in 48 minutes of content. But you got to realize you should read some of this stuff, study some of this stuff. You, you have a brain that never stops growing. How about the poor me? This is the victim. Poor me. Display self as unlucky and helpless. That's the victim. Helpless and hopeless. In the 60s, they didn't call it a victim. That wasn't around. But today, we call that the victim complex. That you're, they're never happy unless their life's falling apart. Why? Because the enabler, the rescuer, who, again, gets a benefit because it's all about them. They're saving people. The rescuer, the enabler, we used to call it the savior complex, gets to ride in on the white horse and save the fair maiden. And the problem, these are unhealthy relationships. Because one thing I learned a long time ago, when you don't rescue people quick enough, you become the problem. I mean, ever hear of someone swimming and someone jumps in to save them and winds up dying? Because in the process of rescuing that person, that person, the flailing and the panic, winds up killing that person. And I got to tell you, I've spent a lot of years in the savior complex, a lot of years wanting to rescue people so I can feel I have value. And a lot of the process over the years, I enabled a lot of people. And it fed my need. I got to pay off too. Look how good I am. I'm not as screwed up as they are. Uh, look at me, all the people I've helped, all the people's lives I've changed. So we got to be careful. Uh, how about honestly, that's a game, making empty promises, getting one's way in the short term. So you make little promises and you exchange those for getting something done short term uh, and then you never follow through on it. Oh, here's one, uproar. Uproar, ah, I can huff and puff and blow your house down, right? A violent argument with deliberate pressing of hot buttons. And what? what's the purpose? It sustains attention. It's venting, it's displaced anger. Oh, and here's a good game. Yes, but. Yes, but. Providing objections to refuse help. Well, yeah, I could start going to the gym, but, you know, my schedule's pretty big. You know, if I'm complaining about my weight, I'm not doing this. Well, yeah, I could diet, but I travel a lot. You know, Wanda, you're basically like Wonder Woman. You know, when she has those little bracelets on and people are shooting at her, she's deflecting all those bullets. Right? Wonder Woman, right? That's what it's like. But these are all games. Uh, is one called the wooden leg, wooden leg. Acquire a handicap, real or imagined, and ham it up, right? Why? Because you get sympathy, avoidance of responsibility. And this way you got to realize, whenever you talk about game, there's always a payoff. Always a payoff. Uh, and if you read the book, The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, talks about the habit cycle. And there's always a reward. And that's what a payoff is, a reward. You do A to get B. And to some people, B might not seem positive, but at our deep psychological level, we might be analytical creatures, but we're not logical. I've learned that over the years. And you got to realize, you know, when you talk, study transactional analysis, they talk about ego states. And the three basic ego states uh, in a person, there's adult, uh, there's parent, and there's child. And you can uh, lots of you can break down the child in a couple different ways. You can break down the the parent in a couple different ways. You know, parents provide rules. You can't do that. You should do that. You know, all those rules. That's the mind of a parent, judgmental, critical. Uh, where the child could be a playful child, it could be a disobedient child, it could be a manipulative child. There's different brandings depending on who you study when they when they're teaching transactional analysis. But the adult is uh, just the facts, ma'am. Just taking in data, you know, and, and you got to know this about yourself. Just like I got this article here from, uh, I don't know who I got this from, my apologies. I got off the uh, LinkedIn shoot. I thought I had it here. 
Uh, it's called the Top Five Leader Losers, uh, Leadership Losers. And it has number one, the whiners. You know, the only person that's hurting when you complain about your current situation is you. Uh, you are the one who is most negatively impacted by your own words. So people in in a group setting a leadership, you're going to deal with whiners. And this says the second uh, leadership losers are control freaks. People that, you know, have to control everything. And then the third uh, step of leadership losers is what they call class clowns. People that uh, have a lot of pain, and so they, they goof around all the time. They make light of everything. They don't want to take everything serious. And then you got the egomaniacs. You know, everybody's got to be about them. they got to be built up all the time. they got to be this. they got to be that, right? Uh, and then you got the jumpers. You know, people that are just there for their own benefit, and then they jump onto something else. Or they spend a little time on one thing, and they jump to a new topic. And so even this, where this person, I don't even know who this is. I'm sorry, whoever did this. Uh, top five leadership losers. They show that people put on roles. They take on states of mind. And that's what you got to realize. We all do this. And we're dealing with human beings. You know, we're all in the people business. You know, years ago, I did a lot of training with Coca-Cola Enterprises, and uh, I remember I had a gentleman, uh, I think his name was Doug, and he was a, a CFO of the Mid-Atlantic region, which was out of Baltimore, Maryland. And I remember Doug said, you know, Black, Coca-Cola is not in the sugar water business. Coca-Cola is in the people business. Uh, we just sell sugar water to make a profit. It was very similar to what I read during the 80s Olympics. You know, USA Today used to have that centerpiece they'd pull out. They might still have it. I haven't read USA Today in years. Um, and then they would have an event one, you know, Super Bowl, the, the Olympics. And I remember the CEO of McDonald's uh, at the time uh, was his article. And he said, uh, corporate CEOs treated like rock stars in Olympic Village. And he said almost the same thing. He said, uh, McDonald's is not in the, the burger and fry game or business, I guess I'm talking about games. He said, we're in the people business. We just sell burgers and fries to make a difference. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you got to realize that we're all in the people business. I don't care if you got a paycheck or not, if you have a J-O-B or not, but we all are. And so you got to realize this, that you're a people. If you look in the mirror, you see a people. Uh, we procreate with a person and have another little people. We sell to people. We buy to people. Uh, we hang out with people. And so you got to realize how people work, and we are unconscious creatures. That's what I do in this radio show. I want you to spend an hour of a day, and I work on you so you know how you work. Remember, we're a three-part being. We're spirit, we're mind, we're body, and we need to deal with all three parts. We have a body, so physiologically, it's like a machine. And when you move it, it releases chemicals, and those chemicals make you feel. We have a mind. We create experience through our minds. The study of epigenetics says that 87% of all diseases are psychosomatic. In other words, they begin with our th thoughts. And boy, we have power in our words. When I say, you know, Mar Marubian said in an agreement-gaining presentation, only 7% are words. Please don't hear me say words are not important. Words are really important. And what you believe about those words and what you do with those words and how you repeat them in your head, that matters a lot. And then we got a spirit. We got something beyond us. We got no matter who, what you believe about God or not, you have an eternal spirit inside that carbon-based life form. And it is eternal. And there's only two destinations, either heaven or hell. And there's going to be a lot of good people in heaven, uh, a lot of bad people in heaven, I should say, and a lot of good people in hell. Because heaven's not for good people or bad people. Heaven's for saved people, who people who know that they're broken and they need a savior, that they're a sinner. And so I help people learn how they work. I teach them how they work. Because when you can learn how you function, then you can function a lot better. And then you have street cred. Then you have empathy that you can walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. That's what I do at likeitmatters.net. 48-hour training where I teach people how they work, how the whole system works together, how the mind, body, spirit, how a three-dimensional swirl all working together, all congruent, which is our word of the day, all working together. That's why you got to know who you are, what you do, the quality of what you do. You need a mission statement. And we need to clean up some things from our past. So email me at mrblack at likeitmattersradio.com. Let me help you become the George Bernard Shaw you could have been. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live your life like it matters, it does.
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. 